I'm David Brown, and this is Business Wars. Black Friday has long been considered the busiest shopping day of the year, the day after Thanksgiving kicks off the holiday shopping season. You might see people camped out in tents to grab a dirt-cheap deal on the latest TV or gaming system. Crowds shoving into stores in years past in some cases have led to Black Friday brawls. But when you're fighting a pandemic, stores want the business but don't want the crowds. They've had to pivot as they try to recover from the spring and summer pandemic punch. In many areas, malls and stores forced to shut down have reopened just in time for the holiday shopping season. And with viral levels spiking in many areas, they could close again. In-person customers have been slow to come back. That means they're having to get creative and they're holding out incentives for customers. And this is where Madeline Stone comes in. She's a correspondent at Business Insider covering retail. We'll talk about ghosts of retail past, present, and future as a virus threatens to be the Christmas Grinch. All that's coming up next. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies' Black Friday in July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business. And be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak with a Dell Technologies advisor today. Louisiana's diverse landscapes include dense timber forests and seafood-rich coastlines. And every step along the way, you'll find a business environment that's strong, diverse, and ripe with opportunity. Need proof? Louisiana is where NASA and higher ed partners build rockets that will soon put the first women on the moon. It's also where the port system delivers the most domestic cargo in the U.S. And Louisiana is home to the best workforce development program in the country. See what Louisiana economic development can do for you. Visit OpportunityLouisiana.com today. Madeline Stone, correspondent of Business Insider. Welcome to Business Wars. Thank you for having me. For decades, Black Friday's been, you know, it's almost a holiday unto itself, right? The day after Thanksgiving. But in recent years, even before the pandemic, it seems like, it's underwent a change of some sort. Before we get into the current challenges, let me put it to you this way. Does Black Friday, without pandemic, right, does it still matter? That's a great question. For decades, people have been in the practice of you know, waking up really early on the day after Thanksgiving or even shopping after their Thanksgiving dinner and going to stores and getting these doorbuster deals that retailers are advertising a lot of times it's with tech, like TVs or whatever the hot toy is that year. But over the last couple of years, you've really seen this shift where the holiday doesn't really matter as much as it used to for a couple of reasons. There have been a lot more discounts year round. So, you know, having a day where all of these deals are happening at once maybe isn't as valuable to shoppers as it was in the past. And secondly, there's been this massive shift to online shopping. So, 
you know, if you can get a really good deal on a TV and not have to leave your house, some people don't see the value in abandoning their Thanksgiving dinner, or getting up really early just to snag that deal. Am I wrong in saying that there seemed to be a sort of backlash against opening early on Thanksgiving evening and, and that sort of thing? There has definitely been a backlash, specifically with opening early. You know, last year, there was a lot of social media chatter around you know, workers' rights. Doesn't seem right to a lot of people that workers had to leave their Thanksgiving dinner just to you know, open stores so that they can snap up any number of items. And last year, there was a big campaign that was being called Buy Nothing Day, which trended on Twitter on Black Friday itself. People are raising awareness around environmental concerns with consumerism and you know, giving money to big corporations. I think there has been a big backlash against that. There were a couple of strikes in some Amazon warehouses around the world on Black Friday last year as people are kind of standing up for you know, workers' rights. Well, I want to pick up on that because I seem to recall that REI, the outdoor goods retailer, even went a step further. They decided to sort of, well, not just close their doors on Thanksgiving and Black Friday, but tell people to go outside instead of go down to the shopping mall. That's right. REI has had this campaign they call Opt Outside for a couple of years now. They don't open their stores at all on Black Friday, and they basically encourage their employees and co-op members, that's what they call their shoppers who are members of the co-op, to go out and do something outside instead of spending money with them. And if you think about that, that's a really interesting move. I mean, it's a retailer. They make money off of you buying their goods. So you're taking a stand and saying, go outside instead. It's pretty interesting. You know, I was trying to think where this whole Black Friday thing got started. And it must not have been until the Sears Wish Book disappeared, because I can remember that used to be sort of the holiday tradition. The kids after, you know, Turkey would crack open the Sears Catalog Wish Book, which was an annual event. That disappeared, of course. When do you think this whole Black Friday tradition got started? I think you can really pin the beginning of Black Friday becoming much more of a thing in the 80s. That's when more of these doorbusters were being rolled out and you know big box stores were becoming more of a powerful force in retail industry. Toys R Us was big in this game. And then you had Target that jumped on board. And Kmart, I wonder if anyone remembers Kmart. They were a big player in this too, right? Yes, definitely. And you know, Kmart is still around. I mean, it's much smaller than it used to be. But yes, it was a big player. I think the retailer that people maybe most associate with Black Friday is probably Walmart, in my opinion, because you know they were in the news so often with these massive groups of people storming stores. And in some cases, it got violent. For many, that's kind of the image that they have of Black Friday in their head. Well, this year in particular is going to be a tough one. I mean, the pandemic has closed down stores and malls for months in some cases. And even now, when you go to a shopping mall, you'll find that several of the stores have yet to open their doors. There are limits on how many people can be inside. And there's been some talk about how stores could face future closures if the pandemic gets bad enough as it sort of resurges, as we're seeing across the country. Many malls have their holiday decorations, well, decking the halls even before Halloween, I noticed, to try to attract customers. How do you see this year's Christmas shopping season being different as we deal with this ongoing pandemic? I think it's going to be different in a couple of ways. I mean, as you notice, the holiday season is starting much earlier than it has in the past. Many retailers have brought out their holiday merchandise already. 
they really want to prolong this season as much as they can. They want to limit how many people are coming to stores as much as they can. They want people to, you know, have flexible options. They're rolling out more offerings for, you know, buying things online, picking them up in store, curbside pickup, so that shoppers have more options than, you know, just showing up to the store in droves. So I think you're going to see these deals last a much longer time than they would typically from October all the way up to December in an effort to slow down these crowds, make sure that retailers don't run into major logistical issues in the last 10 days before the holiday. You know, I was thinking about what the impact might be if some of these retailers decide that they just can't open for reasons of pandemic or otherwise on Black Friday. And it reminded me of an apocryphal story, perhaps you've heard of it, that the reason that Black Friday got its name was because Up until that day, when you had massive sales with these, you know, bargain prices and everything, many retailers operated in the red, as the accounting parlance might go. But then once you hit that Friday after Thanksgiving, sales were so robust that now you are operating in the black. If retailers aren't going to be opening their doors on Thanksgiving or having to curb the number of customers in at a given time and that sort of thing, Has this event in a way lost its significance in terms of what this means for some of the big retailers? Yes, I think to a certain extent, it it definitely has lost its relevance as it has lost its relevance over the last several years. But at the same time, retailers, they really depend on this time of year to make up sales in a normal year. Usually it makes up around 20% of their annual sales come in this last part of the year around the holidays. Even more so this year, Stores that have been designated non-essential, so clothing stores, department stores, those kinds of retailers, they have an even bigger incentive and a bigger need to make up of those sales that they lost this spring. So I think they're going to be really pushing those deals and trying to meet shoppers where they are and make it as easy as possible to get their holiday gift buying done. I've also heard that maybe some of these stores, Walmart, Target, Dick's, and Kohl's, Am I correct in saying that they have decided they are not going to open on Thanksgiving Day? Is that your understanding as well? That's correct. That's been more of a movement this year. A couple of major players usually for Black Friday are deciding not to open on Thanksgiving. They're saying they want to give their associates time to spend with family. And again, I think a big part of it is just making sure that they don't get a big rush of shoppers and that shoppers show up and feel safe being in the store. Something that a lot of people look to is one of the main retail events of the year, not so much Black Friday, but something called Amazon Prime Day. I'm curious what you make of the fact that Amazon delayed its Prime Day, which is normally in July. They put it off until October. What was the thinking behind that, and how does that factor in to retail sales in that last crucial week of November? Yeah, so Amazon Prime Day was meant to happen in July. They didn't give an explicit reason for it. They kind of generally said due to the pandemic, they postponed it to mid-October. I think it's likely because, you know, Amazon was seeing such high demand for essentials during the really high point of the pandemic in the spring. They were selling out of a lot of things. And it's not a great look for consumers to log on to Amazon and see that they can't buy the things that they need. So I think, you know, they really needed some time for demand to normalize. It also gives their third-party sellers an opportunity to stock up on inventory and you know, get those sales back and get things a little bit more back to normal. And then moving it to October was interesting, too. 
it's right before the holiday season starts. And you saw a lot of other retailers follow Amazon and run their own sales events right up around that time. And so it kind of kicked off the holiday season in a way that Prime Day hasn't in the past. And I guess in a sense, given the disruption to inventory and how much of America's consumer goods come from China and from Asia, if you don't get those orders placed in October, there's no guarantee it's going to be under the tree, I guess. That's right. And that's why I think you're seeing all of these retailers advertising all of their deals as early as possible. And you're telling shoppers to come out as early as possible. And, you know, if they do do that, that that still remains to be seen. You see any silver linings here when it comes to pandemic anxiety? I mean, are there any really great deals because companies are trying to make up for spring and summer losses, perhaps? I think there are plenty of good deals to be had, as there usually are around this time of year. I think this year especially, retailers know that you know people have been having a pretty hard time. A lot of people are out of work and could really make good use of deals. So I think you will see a lot of that. I think another silver lining potentially is all of these services that are being launched in response to the pandemic are really meant to make shopping more convenient for people. And I think that's really a service for the consumer. You know, having increased access to curbside pickup is a really good thing. It helps people feel safer. People are crunched for time in non-pandemic times usually. So, you know, having those offerings put into place is only a good thing. Yeah. Having someone bring out something to your car sure beats camping out in line in the wee small hours of the day after <laughs> that's right. Thanksgiving. That's that's for sure. But you mentioned the fact that many people have been furloughed or laid off as a result of the pandemic. I wonder how worried retailers are about the possibility of, in the aggregate, people just spending less this year. I haven't seen too much of that. Forecasts of this holiday season, they're still forecasting spending to be up, at least online. So there may be a worry about it. I haven't seen it played out in any of the data that I've seen yet. You know, I'm curious, do you think that there's going to be a particular hot item? People often talk about, you know, the comparison with Cabbage Patch Kids. Going, that takes you way back. But is there going to be some like red hot item you think people are going to be fighting for during this Black Friday season? You know, tech is always a major focus for Black Friday deals. You know, the specific items vary year to year. I mean, this year we have a new PlayStation system that's just come out, and we also have two new Xboxes coming out. So I could imagine that those are, you know, some of the things that people will be looking to get great deals on. There'll be a lot of incentives for retailers to try to compete on those prices, too. If stocks hold up, that's the real wild card here. Will there be enough of the product to go around? They're definitely hoping so. You know, sometimes when they open these doorbuster deals online, they'll see these hot items sell out in a matter of seconds. And it's really kind of a nightmare scenario for these retailers. So I'm sure they're really hoping that that doesn't happen this year. Where's my order? Where's my order? Where's my order? Break free from customer support monotony. Welcome to Intercom for Customer Support, the business messenger that uses chatbots, shared inboxes, apps, and more. Intercom's business messenger resolves questions that can be answered automatically, so customer support feels less like Groundhog Day and more like help is on the way. Go to intercom.com support to learn more about Intercom's business messenger for customer support. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off. 
like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance, or finally understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Go to Investor.gov today to learn about these investment products and more. How much do you already know about investing? Find out by putting your financial knowledge to the test with their new investment quiz. Investor.gov is your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. Thinking about the larger retail picture overall, malls themselves have struggled, I mean, even before the pandemic. What do you think the malls are going to be like this shopping season? Yeah, I think they'll probably be less crowded than they have in the past. You know, a lot of malls are you know, encouraging social distancing. They're enforcing capacity limits. So they are already less, less crowded than they have been in the past. I think there are a lot of concerns that consumers have about the safety of being in malls and in stores in general. A lot of people are just not comfortable being there as the pandemic continues. So I think you'll see that play out. Some malls are, they will have their Santas there. They'll be behind plexiglass and wearing a mask and you have to make an appointment to take a picture with them, but that will be there. Some malls are deciding to keep Santa visits virtual instead. So it, it kind of varies by location. I think it will definitely look a little bit different from what shoppers are used to. Santa behind plexiglass? I think you just broke my heart. Yes, it's a little heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, boy. The stories that the younger generation will have to tell their kids and grandkids, it's just incredible. But also, a big part of this story is what's happening with what has been for many communities a kind of a de facto center of community. I mean, the shopping mall, well, the epitaph has been written repeatedly. But I wonder, you go down now, and on top of the fact that the Sears is now, you know, sort of paneled over, coming soon, another great new offering. You also have J.C. Penney that's been on the ropes, Neiman Marcus, too, another major retailer. And that space not paying rent. I mean, that's got to put a ton of stress on some of these major mall owners. Right. That was a major trend over the spring. These non-essential retailers that were not allowed to be open for you know weeks on end, some of them decided to defer rent. And you know I think that's going to have a domino effect on these malls that depend on these tenants to pay rent. You know, many of them have now started to pay back that rent, but you know, not making those payments for a period of time is difficult for the landlord. The changes in Black Friday will have, it seems to me, inevitable ripple effects because, of course, many of these retailers have traditionally been big media buyers, right? I mean, TV commercials are probably going to be substantially different this year. Yes, I think that's something that retailers are going to have to be really careful about, um, the way they talk about the holidays this season, just because so many traditions in America are being rewritten by this pandemic. You know, people are not being encouraged to, you know, have their traditional Thanksgiving and holiday gatherings. So I think, you know, retailers are going to have to adjust their messaging a little bit and be really sensitive to the fact that, you know, people aren't going to be gathering with with family members like they would usually. And also just this unprecedented year being really sensitive to what people are going through. Some stores like Macy's, I gather, are even shifting some of their stores not to be in person. What do you know about that? Yeah, so this is a recent initiative that Macy's is testing. They turned two of their stores, one's in Delaware, one's in Colorado, into basically fulfillment centers. They're 
you can still come in, shoppers can come in to make returns and exchanges if they need to, but it's basically meant to be a place where they can coordinate fulfillment of online orders or, you know, have people come pick up things, which is, it's really interesting. It's basically turning that big store footprint into no longer a store for shoppers. Everyone's thinking about changes. I read some stores are even turning to platforms that traditionally deliver food to complete sales. Yes, that's that's actually another Macy's partnership. They recently are teamed up with DoorDash, which you know most people know for getting their takeout to them. They do restaurant and food delivery. But Macy's is working with them on this initiative for same day and next day delivery to almost all of their stores across the U.S. And they basically are using the DoorDash delivery fleet to help Macy's make those really quick deliveries, which just gives Macy's a flexibility from a logistics point of view to get those orders to shoppers quickly without having to pay for shipping. I would imagine that some of the retailers that are really struggling right now are those that don't sell sweatpants. Because, I mean, you know, you can do your Zoom meeting in tops for show. How are clothing retailers weathering this pandemic? It's been a really difficult time for the entire apparel sector. But you're seeing, you know, as you mentioned, you know, retailers that are specializing less in athleisure and more in workwear have been struggling, especially. We've been seeing, you know, Banana Republic of all of the Gap Inc. portfolio, that brand has probably been struggling the most. You've seen Brooks Brothers filed for bankruptcy a couple of months ago. They were recently acquired. Some of these stores are able to pivot their offering and you know start selling clothing that's better tailored to you know comfort and athleisure working out. But some you know that's not really what they're known for. So I think that's going to be you know a difficult difficult pill to swallow. But you think about stores like, I'm thinking of Abercrombie & Fitch, American Eagle, Nordstrom, for example, where part of the experience of buying clothes was trying it on. You can't really do that right now. Some retailers have started to open their fitting rooms, but they have, you know, different strategies for social distancing. Some, Some are keeping every other fitting room closed so that you're never too close to the person, another person in the fitting room. Others are making known the the cleaning procedures they're using if you are trying on clothing. So Nordstrom, you can try on clothing there, but any clothing that you try on in the fitting room, they're going to keep off the floor for a period of time so that they can clean it. And then it kind of has a time to, you know, in case virus particles were on the clothing, they would have time to clean it before putting it back out on the floor. That's really interesting. Part of the shift to online retail has been free shipping. I mean, that's been a linchpin for a lot of successful online retailers. But I understand that some of the shippers that those retailers rely upon, FedEx and UPS, say they may begin adding some surcharges around the holidays. Have you heard about this? That's correct. FedEx, UPS, and for the first time in its history, the Postal Service is also doing this. They're implementing surcharges for packages during this holiday season. This mostly affects large shippers like retailers, but it just basically makes it more expensive for them to ship things. It it puts them in a difficult spot because then it leaves retailers to have to decide whether to eat the cost, do they charge shoppers more for shipping, or do they raise prices on their goods to make up for that surcharge? So Again, that's why you'll see retailers encourage you to do things like buy online, pick up in store or curbside pickup instead, because it's just cheaper for them to fulfill it through the store rather than send it out through one of these carriers. 
Of course, we all know that Amazon is the online powerhouse. $96 billion in third quarter revenues, up 37% from the same period last year. Are they doing anything special to reel in more pandemic purchases? So as we talked about before, you know, Amazon had its Prime Day recently, just about a month ago. And then it was actually really interesting because just a couple of days after Prime Day was over, they had launched an entirely new sales event that they called Holiday Dash, which is more of a kind of daily deals event. I thought that was pretty interesting. They're still keeping interest high. You would think Prime Day would be like the ultimate days of sales, but they started this just a couple of days later. I'm sure they will do similar deals on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. They haven't released details on that yet, though. I purchased something from Amazon the other day and noticed that I was given some incredible length of time for a return. And I don't remember that being the case, say, last year or the year before. Is Amazon extending its return policy? Yes, that's definitely something you're doing this holiday season. I think you'll see that with other retailers as well. The thinking there is they want to be more flexible with return times because, you know, if they're running deals in October or November for the holidays, they recognize it could be, you know, quite a bit of time between that purchase and when the receiver gets the gift. So by extending it through January, they're allowing for that flexibility in case whatever they bought didn't work out. Aside from Amazon, I hear there's another type of retail that's actually doing pretty well during this pandemic, and that's flower delivery. What have you heard? Yeah, so 1-800-Flowers actually reported record revenues and profit growth over the summer, and it did really well in its most recent quarter, too. I think what you're seeing there is that you know people miss their family, they miss their loved ones, they're not able to gather with them in person. So you know, sending that flower delivery or maybe like a gourmet food package is a great way to show them that they're thinking of them. And even though they can't celebrate milestones like weddings or birthdays or whatever the case, people are missing a lot of events, they could still show that they're thinking about them by sending those kinds of gifts. Well, you know, it seems like we've been exploring the ghosts of Christmas's past and Christmas present. You want to take a stab at Christmas future? What, what do you see happening now that we'll see echoes of in years to come, do you think? You know, I think in the future, things are just going to be shifting more and more online, especially with this pandemic. More people are trying out online shopping, even if they hadn't before, you know, older generations or people who just weren't so tech savvy are opting for these online or omni-channel retail options. So I think once they get used to using those services, they'll get used to the convenience. And, you know, I think it will just continue that they'll want to keep using them. So I think going forward, I think Black Friday will just become less and less important going into the future. And we'll see more and more of these, you know, daily deals online. Well, since we've been talking a little bit about the future, you think we'll ever see Santa at the mall again? Or is this the last year behind plexiglass? How do you how do you see this all playing out? And I mention that because, you know, as I said a little earlier, the epitaph for shopping malls has been written uh, repeatedly over the past at least 10, 15 years. I'm hopeful that malls will stay around in one form or another. And I think, you know, those traditions really matter to people. And I hope they'll be able to do it in one form or another. It might look different in the future. I mean, I, hopefully he won't have to stay behind plexiglass forever because that's just really sad. But I think as far as having a gathering place or a place where people can do their shopping and then maybe have a great place to eat or take place in an event or experiential aspects of malls, I think that's more where it's going rather than go there and get all of your shopping done in one day. And hopefully one of these days we'll be able to return to the mall without masks, but we'll have to see how much of 
our habits uh, linger after some kind of vaccine is is ultimately distributed for COVID-19. There's a whole lot more to this story, of course, to develop, and you can bet that Madeline Stone will be covering it as a reporter covering retail for Business Insider. Madeline Stone, thanks so much for taking time to speak with us on Business Wars. Thank you for having me. We'll be back next week with a new four-part series, TikTok versus Instagram. We'll follow the battle between the social media apps that change the way we live and interact, from photographs on special occasions to goofy viral dances. That's coming up next on Business Wars. From Wondery, this is Business Wars. Hey, if you like our show, please give us a five-star rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Wondery app, or wherever you're listening right now. And to listen to episodes one week early, join Wondery Plus. You'll also find some links and offers from our sponsors in the episode notes. Supporting them helps us keep offering our shows for free. Another way you can support the show is by filling out a small survey at wondery.com survey. And tell us which business stories you'd like to hear. I'm your host, David Brown. Susan Vallett produced this episode. Karen Lowe is our senior producer and editor. Edited and produced by Emily Frost. Sound designed by Kyle Randall. Our associate producer is Kate Young. Our executive producers are Jenny Lauer-Beckman and Marshall Louie. Created by Hernan Lopez. For Wondering. Hey, I'm Mike Corey, the host of Wandery's show, Against the Odds. In our next season, I'm telling an amazing true story about American sailors who wrecked their ship off the coast of Africa in 1815. They're captured by a nomadic tribe. To escape, they will need to cross the largest hot desert in the world to reach civilization. They will battle against blistering heat, inhumane conditions, hunger, and thirst. Their heroic fight to get home will have a much greater impact than just on their own lives. It will influence a future president and change the course of American history in ways that are still felt today. This is the true story of the men who made it, and it's one that you don't want to miss. Subscribe to Against the Odds on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, The Wondery App, or wherever you're listening right now.